Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz. He's Scott Angle covering for the ill Cam Stewart. Uh, Cam, certainly do hope you're feeling better. Cam was dying yesterday, Scott. He was, uh, he was struggling. Struggling. Had some uh, throat problems. Uh, I think he had a touch of the flu. So we certainly hope that Cam will, will get better. And we'll see Cam again on this show in about two weeks as uh, next Saturday Cam is traveling. So it'll be Joe Galina and I on Weekend Fantasy Update. No show next Sunday as we have uh, Super Bowl Sunday and we're all off doing other things or other shows, I should say. So, uh, Cam, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, I feel better, uh, Cam. Go Hawks. Cam's... <laughs> How did... By the way, I, you know, I forgot to uh, ask Cam, how did he become a Hawks fan, you know? I have no idea. All I know is that I heard one day on the yeah. radio that he was a Seahawks fan like me. People, somebody asked me today, actually, like I'm here at Studio 34, actually like doing the show today. And uh, somebody asked me, like, how did you become a Seahawks fan? I'm like, I'm on a break right now from the radio. It's too long of a story to make it short, though. It's, you know, I like the colors. I liked uh, Kurt Warner and Steve Largent. And uh, I really love the whole 12th man thing. It was Really cool to me that the community was like part of the team, you know. Oh, I, I agree. Listen, I'm, I'm a cowboy fan, and people ask me the same question. And, and back in the '70s, my father was not a football fan; didn't like football at all. Only baseball guy. And uh, Giants and Jets sucked back then. They were they were bad teams, so you really didn't gravitate towards them, especially if your father wasn't a fan of the team. And uh, my parents had a Super Bowl party for the, uh, I think it was 78, and it was the second Dallas Pittsburgh Super Bowl, and followed, you know, we'll bet a quarter on the game, pick a team. And like you, listen, colors were blue and silver with a star on the helmet. I mean, tough not like the Cowboys for that reason, and that's why I chose them. It's stuck ever since. Uh, you know, bless his heart, Jackie Smith must be uh, the sickest man in America uh, after dropping that touchdown pass from Roger Starback. So uh, that's how I became a Cowboy fan. And, uh, you know, so it's written. Yankees, obviously, is from my father, and Islanders is because, well, I live on Long Island, and they were fantastic uh, back when I was growing up. Yeah. So uh, my father was an old right. Brooklyn like Dodgers fan who became a Met fan, and I passed that on to me, and I passed that on to my son, our producer, Short Angle, which uh, his his mom is not, not happy with because she's a Yankee fan and to this day said he was brainwashed. Uh, and I became a Knicks fan. Just uh, you know, they were they were the basketball team in New York. Uh, there's all this talk on the morning after the Nets being irrelevant. Uh, the Knicks were the one only uh, game in the city when I was growing up. And uh, my father was an Islanders <laughs> fan, but I really didn't watch the NHL, so I don't lead either way. You know, it's funny with my father. Uh, he big Yankee fan, but he wouldn't go to the Bronx. 
would not go to the Bronx. We went to very few games when I was a kid. This even though that my uh, my grandmother, my maternal uh, grandmother, so my mom's mother, worked at the, uh, I think it was the Plaza Hotel where Steinbrenner stayed. And we used to get free tickets, Scott. I mean, free tickets back in the 70s to watch Reggie, Nettles, Munson, that were 10 rows behind the first base bench. And my father would not go. He Why? just would not go to the Bronx. He just didn't. He, I, I guess once again, back then it had a bad uh, reputation of being a bad place to travel to. Even though most of my cousins went, everybody else went. The family, but he wouldn't go. I, uh, I said, I, I, when I became old enough, I got my license back in uh, what was it eighty six, eighty seven. I took advantage of those tickets, and I would go. But then the Yankees weren't very good. <laughs> I mean, they just weren't. not very good is is a relative term. I mean, they were still winning. Like they were still finishing in like second place every year. Yes, they actually won the most games in the 80s, uh, but they didn't make the playoffs after 83 until, uh, obviously, the, the new group of Yankees. But uh, I was only able to enjoy those tickets for a couple of years when my grandmother retired. Yeah, but it was, it, that was, was nice. There, getting, there, though, was a, there was a set of, I think it was two se- no, one season, 1976, where the Yankees played at Shea Stadium, where they refurbished Yankee yes. Stadium. And uh, we lived in Queens and Flushing near Shea. And my father was good friends with the Yankees traveling secretary at the time. And we used to always get free tickets to see the Yankees play at Shea Stadium. Yeah, Yankees, when they were refurbishing the stadium, played at Shea. Uh, I mean, I I went to a city field. I've been to city field more actually than the new Yankee Stadium. Uh, It's just closer uh, for me. And it's a little easier to get tickets to the uh, game there. But uh, even Corey Parson has said that he likes city field better than the Yankee Stadium. I, I don't think I've been, I haven't been to Yankee Stadium enough. I haven't been uh, to, uh, to New York Stadium. I haven't been there enough to make that judgment, but I do know I like City Field. I've been to City Field. City ooh, Field 10 to times me is so. like a giant, how should I say, a giant uh, restaurant with the uh, with a baseball field in the middle because the food is so much of the attraction. Whereas Yankee Stadium is like a giant museum with a baseball field. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've only been the uh, the New Yankee Stadium a couple of times, and so I just don't go very much. Uh, so I'm not, I can't make that judgment. Where City Field, I like going to City Field. I don't have, yeah, I think it's a nice park, you know. And uh, I think there is something to uh, to the park to go. I wasn't a big Shea Stadium fan. I thought that was kind of a blah. Just not, just well, nothing there. As a Mets fan, I, I, growing up, you know, that was my Abbott's Field. So that was, that was my home. Uh, see, I'm, I'm a park guy. Even when I watch games on TV, I like watching games in, in certain parks. I love watching games at Fenway Park. Because there's going to be Yankee fans, doesn't mean I don't watch the Red Sox. I the, love the watching one games park I heard that you have to go to if you're a baseball fan is PNC in Pittsburgh. I've been yes, to Pittsburgh, been there. but that I've only been beautiful. I've only, I've only been to Hyde's Field. Yeah, that is beautiful, PNC. I mean, and really, you get on, on a nice day too. Man, beautiful. yes, uh, Camden Yards. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I, I, I do. Beautiful. Uh, I, I like parks. I like parks. Uh, you know, one, a friend of mine, uh, man, he's always going because his wife's a baseball fan. So they always take trips where they go to, you know, five, six different stadiums in one shot. And man, I wish my wife would, uh, would do that with me. That would be fantastic. I would love to go. I've been to more, on those more, more trips, football Scott. stadiums than I have to been to baseball stadiums. My most recently, of course, uh, finally, Century Lake Field in December. And I think I, I said this earlier. In the broadcast, like uh, your game warrants, you'll complain because, like, if you go to a Jets or Giants game, it takes forever to get across the parking lot to MetLife Stadium at Central League Field. Uh, you know, the, the stadium's right there on the street. It's very easy to get get in and get out. And it was, uh, 
you know, Pines Field I've been to. That That's a really nice ballpark. You take the ferry over the water uh, to get to the game. You know, that I I actually uh, went to the Metrodome when the Vikings were still playing there. That Boy, was that place loud, and I was in, in the press box. Uh, I've been to Miami, obviously, because I live there, and I went to the old RFK Stadium when, uh, when the Redskins were playing there. And uh, I, I went, yes, I we went to the old Foxborough Stadium as well before, uh, you know, before Brady uh, and Belichick showed up. You've been to a lot of stadiums, uh, certainly more than I have. I think uh, you combine all the sports. Back, back in those days, they really didn't have seats. They had like these aluminum benches for people to sit on. Benches, yeah. Foxborough. It was disgusting. I, think you, I went up into the press box. It was before, always, yeah. it was all the way at the top. Like, and you had to climb up up these stairs. It was like, it was like climbing to the top of the Empire State Building. It was ridiculous. I'm afraid of heights. I can say I do. I don't like being in the upper deck in most stadiums, especially the old time stadiums where you really get that steep incline. Man, I don't like being in the upper deck. The newer stadiums is better, you know. But I remember the old stadiums, man. Uh, me and heights don't get along very well. I definitely uh, have my issues, especially looking up, looking down. It's not really as bad. But uh, I, I, the upper deck, like I'd be holding on for dear life under to those seats, man, because uh, just just not a big fan. Yeah, I, I grew up actually in the upper deck at Shea Stadium, like watching games from behind home plate. I always felt that was the best vantage point because you could always see the entire field. You can. I mean, the view, especially we get a, one of the first couple of rows, and the views are great, but that, that would even scare me more if I was on the, like, the first row of the upper deck. No, 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 no. No, I would, I'd be worried about the. Uh, I, like, I don't like heights either, uh, but if I was inside a ballpark, I, w- I would be okay. I don't mind heights indoors. I know that's a weird thing. Like if I was in, you mentioned the Metrodome or an indoor park, the heights wouldn't bother me. It's just outdoor. It's seeing the sky. Seeing the sky bothers me when I'm up high. Or, just, or, uh, or, know, or my, seeing the street from like way up. I, I want my feet on terra firma. Okay? Terra firma. Ground. want to feel my so feet. So you're a land, you're uh, a land uh, lover. It's like you're not much of a I'm boat, a land lover, David. Uh, I don't think I mind boats, Scott. I mean, I, I haven't been on many. But I'm not afraid of the water. I can swim. Live on the island for crying out loud. Uh, grew up with a pool. I can swim pretty well. well at least I could. I don't do much swimming anymore. But uh, I don't mind being on the water. I don't think I'd get sick. And if I did, I'd just puke over the side anyway. Uh, who cares? There you go. All right. Machado. We talked about Harper. Machado now. Uh... I don't think we have a great team for him either. We mentioned Harper could go back to Washington, could be Philadelphia. And the Padres, uh, the Phillies, mean, and the White Sox are in the mix. Those are, those are right. the teams that have been most recently I've seen reported. And we've heard. Now, do you think there's anything too? You know, the, the White Sox have signed his brother-in-law, his garbage man, his mailman. You know, did, does this make any? Do you care about this when you hear this, or is it like okay, it's it's nice? But they signed what his brother-in-law, Alonso. You know, they signed somebody else that he's. I think he works out within the off season. Do you put any credence in this when you hear this? I've heard so many reports that with the White Sox involved. You know, I'm wondering what's what's actually. Holding it up here. Uh, you know, I think maybe Machado doesn't want to go there because that team is not close to winning whatsoever and he doesn't want to go back to a situation like Baltimore. I agree. I think that's exactly what it is. I think the White Sox will pay him. I'm not a half billion dollars, but I think they'll pay him uh, because you keep hearing them that they want, really, they want one of them. 
you know, I think I heard the other uh, the owner came out the other day or GM, forget which one it was, that they really would be disappointed if they don't end up with Machado or Harper, which I always find strange that you uh, you're okay with a shortstop or an outfielder. You just want one of the big names. Uh, but I think well, that's what the problem. What if they want one of those difference making players? Yeah, I think they want they want someone they can build around. I think they know they're heading in the right direction, that their team's going to get better, and now they want someone they can market. Yeah, and that, I think, that, I think it that, makes that's an inferior that's an inferior franchise in in Chicago. You know, that's a Cubs town, and it's hard for it's hard for the the White Sox to make noise there. It's it's not like here in New York. It's like you know, the, the Mets have a huge following. Obviously, this is a Yankee town right now because the Yankees have won more in recent decades. But you know, the Mets have a significant following, and I always believe like there's two schools of fans. You have your, the big throng of diehard Yankee fans, big throng of diehard Met fans, but then there are people bounce back and forth who are either mainstream or say they like both. And whichever team is winning, I think that's the one that they stick with, and the one that you see. You know, if you see people rooting for, because in 2015 when the Mets went to the World Series, all of a sudden people around town were wearing Mets stuff, and you hadn't seen that for for a long time. Yeah, I find the Yankees and Mets fans, I just find strange how Yankee fans hate the Mets fans or they make fun of the other. I don't care about the Mets. No, maybe it's because we yeah, do fantasy. It doesn't and I seem have like the Cubs and the White Sox are quite that intense, rival, intense rivalry. I've, I've seen a lot of, I've seen and heard a lot of fans. Cubs had hating the White Sox, but it just seems like it's so much more of a Cubs town. I just don't understand why, like, why should. Why should I hate the Mets? Other than the four times you play uh, the Mets each year, why should I hate them? They mean nothing to me. Hey, if anything, I'm probably rooting for the Mets more often than, uh, than not because I need them to beat teams in the American League when they're, if they're playing the Red Sox that year or the Orioles, the Rays, Blue Jays, whatever. You, know, you, you want the Mets to, you really, if you're, if you're a Yankee fan, you want the Mets to win those games. What the hell do I care if the Mets win the division? Hey, I mean, everybody you know, looks at it differently. There are a lot of Yankee fans that hate the Mets because they don't want to share the city with another team. They don't want to share uh, the headlines with another team, etc. You know, they want this to be their city and their city alone. And, uh, you know, they don't want to see any other colors in town. It's as basic as that. I guess. And like I said, we're fantasy people anyway. So, uh, you know, there's New York baseball's always been that way, though. There used to be three teams here. That's before me. Okay. Another another part about that is there are a lot of Mets fans that hate the Yankees. And as such, they'll give their Yankee fans, friends, and family members crap, and it'll it'll go back and forth and back and forth. You may not, you may sit there saying, "Hey, I have no reason for me to hate the Mets," but if you have a brother or you know a coworker who's a Mets fan and is constantly getting on you every time the Yankees do something wrong or lose, you know you're gonna start hating the Mets. It's like. It's like you when, know, I was, before I moved to South Florida, I really didn't have any feeling about the Miami Dolphins. But when I lived down there, some of their fans were the most, like, just awful, awful fans that you could ever want to meet in terms of talking trash to you. They were like, there were no, there were, there were, there were no borders on what they would say. It's like, so people don't know this about, like, some Miami Dolphin fans that you're just, they, they, they're, they're very, very vile in terms of their trash talk. Uh, especially like when they get into it, well, there's Jet fans, etc. You know, I saw a Miami Dolphins Jets fan fist fight between a woman and a man. 
And when I lived down there, I started to hate the Dolphins because I I just didn't like a lot of their fans. I'm like, fucking crap to me. I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm not a Buffalo fan or a New England fan. They don't care. You don't root for the home team down there. Dolphin fans are like all over you. I guess it's going to be a sort like Philadelphia. Uh, the fan base can be rough there as well. But, I, you know, you think about it. If you're under 30 years old and you're a Yankee fan or a Patriots fan, you don't even know what the hell it's like to lose. And you're spoiled. You know, you and I growing up, Scott, I was told what came with this yesterday. Even back in the 70s and 80s, if a baseball team, if your baseball team made the playoffs, that was a huge thing. Huge. There's only four teams you made know, the playoffs back then. But even when they extended it, it was still it's a huge, it was six, big deal. It was, still, it was still a big thing. But nowadays, Yankee fans, wild card, get the hell out of here. You know, no one wants to talk to you unless you make the championship round. You know, well, same thing the with Yankees the Yankees are even out of the team of this, de- no this century anymore. The Red Sox are the team of this century. <laughs> uh, we'll be back discussing more baseball, football, no hockey today. Give Scott a break here. And I don't want to hear you. about, you know, Jenny, cut your nuts off. I- I'm all for you, Scott. All for to help you out. I don't want to hear you butcher the names. Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurt, Scott Engel, back after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. song I can listen to the end. Sean Angle behind the glass always does a great job with the music. A uh, little rock and roll, which I certainly appreciate. Uh, I mean, I dealt with guys who played country music. You know, sometimes it's just like, oh, I can't care about anybody else's car, dog, and wife leaving them. So, uh, welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurtz, Scott Angle. We were uh, really discussing pretty much any and everything. Hall of Fame. Super Bowl, prop betting, which, by the way, there's over a, th- a thousand prop bets you can make. And uh, Scott and Angle and I will, and probably the last segment, we'll go over some prop bets that we like, hate, one way or the other here. I think for the Super Bowl, uh, I'll be doing more prop bets than anything else, as uh, I don't really feel strongly about the game one way or the other, either the over-under or the spread. But uh, prop bets are something that I'll, uh, what game? Is I'll probably game? do 20-plus. The Super Bowl? Super Bowl is a game. Not the Pro Bowl. Not certainly uh, the Pro Bowl. I've done uh, right now. I got four lineups, and uh, I'm betting the over. I'm putting fifty on the over. I think that's going to be a lot of points scored in the game, and I'll uh, I'll put four DFS lineups in. And I'm still wrestling with the uh, as far as the Pro Bowl lineups. You can put more than one quarterback in. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I should. You know, quarterbacks generally score more points, but they also you, know, you got to play the whole game. And I don't know if any of these guys are going to play the whole game. Oh, uh, no, they're not. It's, it's a guess. They're not. I get it. 
I know that. But uh, I still want to see if I can get the right one. It's going to play two quarters, maybe throw three touchdown passes. I'll take that. But uh, I'm, not, I'm just not so sure that's the right way of going about it. Or just go one All right, so what, 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 is, what are the selections back. here? Right now I got Barkley. He's the the captain oh, of my court, team. At quarterback. Uh, Barkley. Who are your potential Oh, uh, Mahomes and Russell Wilson. No, who are your potential, potential selection? Uh, the only other guy I would think about is Andrew Luck. He's cheap. Right. So it's either I'm going one, two. I'm not, I won't go three. So it's really, uh, and I don't think I'm going to put Luck in over the other two. So it's correct. Do I go Mahomes and Wilson or just Mahomes? I don't think I, don't think I would just go Wilson alone. But, uh, well, it's, who it's who else can you play? That's the other issue. I don't love, I mean, you don't know because you just don't know who else is going to play well in the pro. Who's going to play a lot in the pro? Who cares? I like taking youngsters in the pro, Bowl and I like taking running backs because the theory is this. The youngster's going to care a little bit more about it. You know, like you mentioned Barkley, first time that he's going to want to play. And I like the running backs because, well, you know, these guys, maybe they don't want to tackle them. You know, I don't know if I'm going to go tackle Barkley, man. I'm going away tomorrow. Uh, I don't want to get, get hurt or anything like that. So, uh, Keenan Allen. If I don't go with one of my quarterbacks, it's called a Keenan Allen has to be plugged in there. But I don't know if I love pick, taking putting in Keenan Allen over Russell Wilson. Uh, let's see. I'm going I'm to take a look at these salaries here. I, I had a little trouble getting on there today. I yeah, said, so I'm going to play, uh, so I'm playing four lineups. And right now, uh, two of them have two quarterbacks, two of them have one quarterback. And I mixed it up. One just Russell Wilson, one just Patrick Mahomes, one with uh, two with you Russell played, Wilson you, and Mahomes. What, what, what do you play? I, I see the showdown. DraftKings. Uh, yeah. All the money's the same. So you, you can look at it. You play the classic version uh, or the, the showdown? Show, showdown. Okay. So like I said, it's 12000 for Barkley. Uh... And I, I'm, <coughs> excuse me. And he's by far the most expensive player. I got Smith Schuster in there. Uh, I do like him today. I think once again, sort of wants to make a statement. I like uh, George Kittle. I liked his price a lot, so I plugged him in there. And uh, after that, I'm more wide open. Elliot, I can't pass up sixty two hundred. Can't do it. So Elliot's yeah, in there. They're a player. It's, it's, uh, okay, it's, that's a Super Bowl one. Sorry, look at that. That's okay. Yeah. So I don't think I'll play DFS Super Bowl. A little trouble with the I don't expect right now. to play that. Uh, I know Cam, Cam and I had similar lineups yesterday. I think he had, uh, I forget the player he had over. He might have had Edelman. No, Edelman's not even playing this game. He, I think he had a wide receiver and then I wasn't going with. You willing to spend up for Tyree Kill at 14000 I feel like in a game like this, uh, you know, where it's going to be high scoring and he just has so much more speed than everybody when they're trying to play regular press coverage that this guy can make more than one big play. I, I really like spending up for Tyree. I don't mind for spending up for Tyree Kill. I feel like he's going to score at least once. He's, he's the type That's of damn play- expensive. He, he's the type of player, though, that, you know, could really make a difference in the Pro Bowl. That's he can. You're right, and you're, the speed is just fantastic. So he just may go, just go, you know, crush everybody. But I don't think I'm going to do it mainly because I'm not touching anybody from last week's games. You know, any of the, the, the guy teams that lost may be disappointed. And I don't know how much they care. So well, what, uh, about, that, what about what about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson eleven thousand four hundred? You know, he hasn't played in a few weeks. Uh, he's very versatile. Uh, he won't have to worry about getting hit, hit, you know, and, and sacked here and dropped. 
in a game like this. Uh, Deshaun Watson's very interesting to me at 11,400. Well, he's really not 11,000. He's only 11,400 if you put him as your captain. If you don't, he's down at 7,600, I think it is. Maybe your captain gets one, 1. 1.5 points. So the, uh, once you choose a captain, you'll see the real prices. You understand right. what I'm saying? If you're on DraftKings? Yeah. If, so uh, so if choose, choose your captain, that's the, you, that's the guy you want. 7,600, don't you like him even better? I like the other quarterbacks more. I'd probably go with Watson. I mean, it's, it's, just a, it's all a guessing game at quarterback. I'm just saying, I mean, uh, here's why I like Watson. Here's why I like Watson. Again, you, you look at you look at Mahomes, maybe Wilson, Luck. They're not going to run. I think I think I think Watson has more of a propensity to run, and I think with 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 him not being worried about getting sacked too, he can be better for the pocket. I'll take the quarterback with the versatility. I don't see. I don't think he will run because he won't need to. The rush is going to be heavy. They're throwing the ball. I, th- I, th- I, think, I, I think he'll run just because that's who Deshaun Watson is. Uh, I, I'm not going to bank on it in this game that he's going to run the ball enough to make a, a difference where I'm really going to go after him there. I, said, I, I don't. The quarterback is tough because you're, you're playing, uh, and I understand you're thinking there, but if you think that's a tiebreaker, if you go, because uh, I, I, I don't have any reasons against it. You know, I don't have any lines with Watson in it, but now you're making me think. Maybe I'll put maybe I'll put in the fifth lineup. What do here's, I here's here's how watered down the Pro Bowl field is. You got Dak Prescott and Mitch Trubisky playing in this game. Yeah, you know, when I heard Dak made it the other day, I'm like, how many quarterbacks? I haven't I haven't paying attention. Jarvis like, Landry's had a terrible year. He's playing. Right, it's, it's it's idiotic. We all know this. Everybody drops out. Nobody wants to play. Got to hang Neil Campbell. James Conner's only you know, five thousand. Yes, uh, and he's somebody I could fit in. I, I could fit in my line. I, I thought about him. Guys I like, uh, I'm talking about like Tyree Kill, are the explosive type playmakers. Like a Tyree Kill. To, to that end, Tariq Cohen's only 3,400. Uh, yeah, but you get better players than Cohen. Uh, you just can't. I mean, he can break a big I'm play. At, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm putting in a lineup now. With players that you've mentioned here, and I can fit all these guys in. Uh, this is a non-quarterback lineup, so I'm uh, I'm not going with the quarterback here. And I still have some cash. Actually, I could if I want to, but I, I have cash left over. I still get Barkley as my captain, then Smith Schuster, Ezekiel Elliott, George Kittle, but then I put in Tyreek Hill and James Conner. Now you mentioned Conner at five thousand. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. So we I think we assume that ankles healed. He played week seventeen, so I'm not really all that worried about it. You know, he's also someone who might think he has something to prove here. So I kind of like that. And I mentioned, I have 2,600 left over here. So if I want to take Kittle out, now I have 8,200. And I believe that could you still said be you like most play, quarterbacks. You said you like to play two quarterbacks. You usually make your quarterback the, cap- <laughs> the captain? No, because they, they won't play enough. Barkley's going to be the captain. I think he's the captain of every one of my teams. I really am banking on him having a big, uh, a big game. I think he's going to He's going to be the one, the youngster. You know, playing with all these other guys, I think he's going to have the big game here. Everyone else, I'm looking more for value. Ezekiel Elliott, 6,200. Connor, 5,000. The value's there. So what I just did now, I took George Kittle out, and I put the Sean Watson in, which would be my only quarterback if I had to go with that. And I still have 600 left over, and to see how that looks. I can't fit Pat Mahomes on this team. I could fit Russell Wilson if I wanted to go Wilson over Watson, but I have Wilson on two other teams. So this would be my fifth lineup, and I don't mind doing that. Okay. I would, 
I would. You, so that's you all. Said you got. That's one I might do. Said you have Smith Schuster, right? Yes. I like. He's another guy I like. He's probably maybe the, a top three player for me today, as far as guys that are, I like. Per my personal preference, and I'm not obviously at the price. I'm not the only one. I'm. I'm uh... I, I put together a lineup where I actually have money left over, so I might have to change it. Who's your lowest price? I think player? In most of my lineups. Connor, five thousand. I think it's. I think it's out of all my lineups. By the way, I don't because I don't think I put Connor in any other. I think I don't. But all my lineups got have money left over. The prices are, are cheap. So you, you can fit anybody you want in here. Yeah, you know, so the quarterbacks aren't aren't a fortune because. Uh, all right, do you want to hear my lineup real quick? Most. Good. Tyree kills my captain. I have Tariq Cohen, Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Patrick Mahomes. And I got $300 left over. Yeah, I'm not touching Kamara at all. I, uh, I just don't know how much he's interested in playing in this game after what happened last week. And uh, he's, he's not the kind of back. I want a power back. I want power back. Because I think those are the guys that no one wants to tackle. I want guys who I know are good in open space because I don't think there's going to be a lot of tackling here. Connor's more of a power back. Alvin Kamara can touch the ball once and take it to the house. Agreed. I have nothing against it, but I'm not going to put Kamara in there. I like. Uh, I got him. I don't think he's in any have, of my lineups. To me, to have, to, to have Tyree Kill, Tariq Cohen, and Alvin Kamara gives me three guys with big play possibilities. And then, oh, I don't mind and then I'm also running with sort of the mini stack it. when I go with Mahomes and Hill. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, with, I, I could, could I fit Mahomes if I wanted him here? No, I can't fit Mahomes. You know that's his guy. Mahomes to Hill is probably something that they want to show off in the Pro Bowl, too, I would think. That those guys want to make a play. Maybe. I don't think Mahomes really has anything to show off anymore. But let's, uh, let's talk about Mahomes for a second here. Uh, a, what's your philosophy on drafting quarterbacks? Has it changed at all? You still, uh, are you a weight guy? I'm a weight guy. Uh, but let's say it hasn't. What's the earlier in a one quarterback league, not a super flex, not a two quarterback league, one quarterback league? Where are you looking to draft the quarterback next season? I never go go first three rounds, but I also want to don't want to be one of the last guys to draft the quarterback. So I start thinking consciously uh, in about the fifth round, maybe six, usually sixth. It's when I fill out running back and wide receiver. Uh, usually in a, a two tight ends. Two running back, three wide receiver uh, league with the flex. I'll start thinking quarterback in round six or seven. That said, if I'm still there in round five and Patrick Mahomes is still there, it's, it's hard to resist. And uh, when we did our mock draft, uh, early mock draft on rotoexperts.com, uh, I just felt Andrew Luck was my number two quarterback and he was still on the board. I took him in the sixth round. You and I are similar. Like I said, around round six, when I'll start thinking about it, but I can certainly go up around if uh, like Patrick Mahomes, where I think it's going to be the number one quarterback. Uh, if he happens to be there, everyone running back, wide receiver, then maybe bottom of round five, I can certainly be uh, talked into doing it. Cam Newton, Scott, you're drifting early. Before we really know anything, you're drifting in, I don't know, March, April. Not touching uh, Quarterback's at all. fairly deep. Not, not, not touching touch at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, you there know, One well. thing, though, it's like I may throw – Throw both of my fields of logic out of the window. I have two fields of logic. Number one, to me, one league has nothing to do with the other. I'm not saying, okay, I don't want Julio Jones in this league because I already have him in this league. Every draft is different. Secondly, 
I just want to take the best player available regardless. But I had so much fun watching the Kansas City Chiefs this past season because I had Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill on a lot of teams that I'm going to be tempted in the early rounds to look at Patrick Mahomes maybe in one league and like do something that I never do, which is like diversify and you know take Patrick Mahomes in one league just so I make sure I have him. Because have that Hill, that, that Hill... Uh, Mahomes combination. It was just a lot of fun to watch. It made it made fantasy football supposed to make the NFL more fun to watch. And I I stick to a lot of my credos where one draft has nothing to do with the other. Don't draft a guy on your favorite team. Don't draft your favorite players. But if I'm playing in twelve leagues, I take one of them where I know I'm gonna have Chiefs. Like I wore the first four Super Bowls this year, and in two of them. Uh, well, actually, I went to five Super Bowls this year. Uh, I won one with the Mahomes-Hill combination, and I lost in a championship with the Mahomes-Hill combination. And I had Mahomes on three of my teams. And he just made fantasy football and the Chiefs so much more fun to watch. I probably, like, I'm a football fan. Like, I'm a Seahawks fan, but there are certain teams that I just love watching. And the Chiefs were one of them. It's like, I was most... I can't be recalled at being entertained by a team as much as the Chiefs dating way back to like the 90s Cowboys. And fantasy-wise, I was so incredibly entertained by them. So every time they moved down the field, like cha-ching, whether it was daily or or it was it was seasonal, you know, or whatever format it was, just watching the Chiefs. So I kind of want to get that rush again, you know, where I'm... I'm watching the Chiefs and I'm enjoying it because I know I'm getting fantasy production out of it and it almost seems too easy. I think it's people forget sometimes that fantasy is meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be fun. And uh, I said, I, I in one of my home leagues, not the one on the commissioner, it's a two-quarterback league. And next season, I have the first and third pick overall. Uh, made some shrewd trading. And I'm wrestling with the first pick. Uh, do I take Pat Mahomes? Or do I take Todd Gurley? And right now, it's Mahomes is the easier choice because uh, with Gurley and all his issues right now, it's what it's what's fresh in my mind. But I, you know, I'm sort of thinking here. Well, you know, if I take Gurley, well, maybe Mahomes lasts till, till three. Or if I take Mahomes, well, maybe Gurley lasts till three. So I'm sort of playing that game in my head. Why would you take but, the quarterback uh, the end, first? Two, is that something you need? Two quarterback league, six points oh, two, for a touchdown pass. Oh, two quarterback league. I'd be taking Mahomes first. With, with yeah, Gurley, I, I, I don't think he's gonna let last season linger into this season. I mean, Probably he, not. The way they because if he if he was healthy, there's no way C.J. Anderson gets on the field over him, especially when they're playing for the conference championship. Oh, I agree. I don't think Gurley's healthy. I what does C.J. I mean, Anderson I, only have like 40 yards rushing? Right, he didn't do anything last week the way he would would have been playing over Gurley. You want to say in the Cowboy game, Anderson was playing great, and he was. But even early on in that game, Anderson was playing over Gurley. Gurley's hurt. I think uh, I don't care who's going to find what's going to happen, Scott. When we find out, uh, whatever after the Super Bowl, late February, you know that Gurley had a stretched ligaments in his leg, and that's why he didn't. Uh, you know that's why he wasn't playing as much. You know they've been lying now on the injury report for over a month. I'm curious to see how the NFL is going to handle this because it's going to come out that he was hurt. At least that's what I believe. How are they lying? The, the Rams lied this whole time because he's not on it. Yeah, but yeah, uh, they keep saying he's perfectly healthy. No, but if he's it's lying, if I mean, he it's not going to be a massive full, penalty. That's not lying. Technically, still got to injury. Full. No, if he practiced in full, that's not lying. So you put practice in full, you still got to put. Uh, they're lying either way. I, 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 Technically, I they're not. Time with this. 
Weekend Fantasy Update. Scott Engel, George Crash. We'll be back for the final segment, going over some props. A little props in the Super Bowl right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Final segment, weekend fantasy update. Scott Angle covering for Cam Stewart. Cam not feeling well today. I'm George Kurtz taking you through to what's uh, what is up next. Here? I think it's an NBA show up next here on the network here. NBA Sound System. Best of NBA Sound uh, System for the week. There you go. See, look at that. Uh, when, when are we going to hear you again, Scott? Uh, every weekday. Uh, you can listen to the Roto Experts podcast on demand. The Roto Experts in the morning. I do it five days a week. I'll be back uh, four twenty four with Gabe Marenzi and Cam Stewart every Tuesday. Uh, always fun with Gabe and Cam. Uh, two uh, crazy. Gabe's definitely off his rocker, and uh, Cam's a blast to be with. And then eleven to two next Saturday with Joe Galina covering for Cam again. Cam will be traveling, uh, and then uh, Sunday during the Super Bowl, I'll be. I'm, I'm giving interesting facts at the top of each hour from four o'clock on to the end of the game, Scott. Interesting facts. You are uh, the I field reporter. About football, maybe yes. about. I apparently so. Interesting facts. Yeah. So well, today, uh, it should be. Uh, it'll be fun. I it'll be fun. Uh, I, I, I I kind of even give. Uh, I kind of enjoy uh, those uh, giving these score updates. It's uh, trying to cram as much stuff into five minutes as you possibly can, especially on football Sundays. It's a lot of fun. Bottom line, it's a lot of fun. What are you gonna do with the rest of your day, Scott? Rest of my day, relax. Rest of my day, relax. I just found out uh, during the break. Uh, I forgot. Uh, wife was taking the kids to a uh, party. She had one of her friends, uh, you know, friends' kids' birthday party. So well, I actually have a few hours of freedom here. So she'll be back around six, and we'll go out to dinner after that. So uh, this is this is awesome. And you know what I'm going to do, Scott? What are you going to do? I'm going to lay down. Uh, cause I'm going to lay down. I'm, I'm going to blow it, and I don't even care. I'm tired. Uh, it's been. I'm still a little bit under the weather here, so uh, I'm going to sleep. Screw the Pro Bowl. I'm not watching it. And I'll uh, go out to dinner later with my wife. Look, uh, going to you know, sea basin. Uh, you know. Draw the blinds, close the curtains, hop into your Dallas Cowboy under your Dallas Cowboys blanket <laughs> with your Tony Rope with your Tony Romo, uh, you know, stuffed uh, figure, and uh, have sweet dreams. <laughs> Actually, it's Corey as a Tony, yeah, a Tony, Tony Romo, Romo stuffed doll. figure. I think you'd probably have Roger Stahl back. <laughs> Oh, I loved Rod. I I loved Rod. Listen, I was a Danny White guy too. I like Danny White. You know, I think Danny White was uh, a really uh, not great, but a decent quarterback. Good punter too. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't mind Danny White number eleven uh, at all. So Boy, Scott, maybe you have a Gary Hogeboom. If you have a Gary Hogan. Oh, I hated Hogan. That was one, one of the worst mistakes that uh, Landry ever made was trying to put Hogan over White. Hogan was terrible. Uh, I don't know what Tom was really thinking back then. Not that White was great, but Hogan was just, you know, White just couldn't get him over that hump. Some of the yeah, great quarterback controversies over games. the years have involved the Dallas Cowboys. 
Oh, they, uh, they were a team back, and once again, this is before me, didn't, uh, what was it, Landry and Cla- Craig Morton, they would come in on alternate plays, and they would carry the play in with them. That was, like, strange. I guess Landry didn't know what he had in uh, Starback back then. You mentioned White Hogaboom. Uh, what was the Troy other with Steve Walsh. Um, Steve Walsh, yeah, they drafted yeah. in the supplemental round. Yep. Uh, Walsh actually started that game, uh, playoff game over uh, yep. Aikman, two playoff games, actually. Including, including the one was Romo bled so much of a controversy? Bledsoe started, but he was yeah he wasn't the Bledsoe of New England, and they just they had no choice really but to go to Romo because Bledsoe wasn't getting it done. You know, yeah, I think that's so what that I think Bill just realized. I, I, I I'd say the one controversy no, right now in the losers. NFL though is Wentz versus Foles. And if I'm an Eagle fan, I was actually talking to an Eagle fan today, and I said I'd rather keep Foles. He's like, why? I said the guy already won a Super Bowl. He's already a proven winner. Uh, look, I know Carson Wentz played at an MVP level, uh, you know, for nearly a season. But you know, give me the guy that I know can already win in my system because I want to have that quarterback coach combination. You know, it's funny. I actually have this written on my list here of things to talk about here, but I was going to let it go. But well, you brought it up, so now we're going to talk about it. All right, <clears throat> you'd say you'd rather have fault. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, by the way. But my first question would be. Does that mean you want to keep the other, or you now are you marketing the other? I, I market the other. If I keep Foles on the books, you know it's a real hit against my cap. Plus, with the way quarterback is so thin in the NFL, I could get a really nice return for my other quarterback. Okay, I agree with you there. I think you have to trade the other. All right. Now I brought. The, I think I might have asked you this question on other shows we've done, but I'll ask you anyway. Let's say uh, Jaguars come calling. They'll give you a second-round pick and Ramsey or Fournette, whichever one they want to offer that day, for Wentz. Second-round pick and Ramsey or Fournette, whichever one you want, for Wentz. Do you take that deal? Or if you're interested, what's your counter? If I'm an NFL GM, and obviously Mm -hmm. NFL GMs don't react like this, if I could get Ramsey at a second-round pick, I'd strongly consider it. So you, you would take Ramsey over Fournette if you're yeah. the Eagles. Fournette's too injury prone. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have an issue. I'm just one. So one injury prone sure running, very talented there. injury prone running back. I'll just resign Jay and Jai. I think it's uh, what Phil Devin's going to do is going to be intriguing because uh, if Foles has played so well. There's no way they want him to go walk away for free. I don't think they can call. They they can't. Yeah, they, they don't have a choice. So he has to go. He's and, not a restricted free agent. He's unrestricted. And they need that money to come off. He the can books. buy himself out. They're one of the bottom bottom I agree. three teams in in terms of salary cap. But there's some speculation that Foles would sign a sweetheart deal to stay. That he won't want, you know, he won't want sixty million. He'll start, he'll sign a three year, thirty six million to stay because he's happy. Like he said he's happy with the coaching staff. You know, Pierce, he knows what he has. He's not really looking for the money. There's even some speculation that he was going to retire before he ended up going back to the Eagles because he was so unhappy with other teams he's been at. So, uh, I mean, do you think it's po- any way possible where, it, oh, listen, there's just no way. The Eagles can't do it no matter how much money he wants to take. I mean, he'll take 12 years, uh, $12 million a year, which is nothing as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Do you think there's any way the Eagles can work anything out like that? Or he, it doesn't, unless he's going to take $8 million a year for a backup, he has to go. Well, if he's not interested in the money and he wants to stay where he's comfortable, I think the Eagles can work it out, you know, if that's indeed the case. 
I think the union would kill him if he did something like that. I think it's going to be a lot of pressure on him to go to whatever team, Jacksonville, the Giants, whoever, that needs a starting quarterback. I don't think it'll be the Giants. But go to Jacksonville. I think he has a coach there who's been with him. And I think it makes some sense there. And get the money. You know, get whatever it's going to be, $75 million over four Miami, years. Miami's going to be an open I think spot, it's be a lot too, because they're probably going to move on from Tannehill. Miami? I, I would think so. There are going to be a couple, I shouldn't say a bunch, but a, a, a couple of quarterback openings. They got the Washington, right? We don't have any idea about Alex Smith, and they're not going to be able to wait to find out. So they're going to have to fall, make a move for a quarterback here. What about Kyler Murray, Scott? I told you Cam with this. Where do you think he's going in the first round? Is he going to be an early pick? Is he going to be sort of a Lamar Jackson where someone trades back into the first round to get him? And, I mean, do you think he starts right away? Is somebody who has to grow into the position? Where's he going? I'm hearing all different kinds of things. First round, second round, third round. You know, they're talking a lot about his height, you know, because he's even smaller than Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. You know, that that's... Uh, he's two inches taller than me. Yeah, he's, so that's a sticking point, but he's got everything else. Uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins is the guy that's probably going to go at number five to the Jaguars. And then you, we have to see with the Giants, you know, maybe get Locke at sixth. Uh, you know, he might be like the third quarterback off the board. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like late first round, but, you know, I'm just taking a stab in the dark. I really don't think anybody knows where this guy is going. Uh, you hear as high as first round talent. You hear as low as third round. I agree with you. That's why I, pl- that's why I plugged him yeah. yesterday with, uh, with Cam. I think someone's going to trade back into the first round to get him. So maybe he goes 21, 22 after that. Uh, man, he is only about two, three inches taller than I am. Uh, that's Wow. I mean, he's small. He's 5'9", and, you know, on a good day, if he wears tall shoes, he's 5'10". So uh, he's going to have some issues as far as seeing over the line. He's the Doug Flutie all over again. Uh, maybe it's the more athletic Doug Flutie, but I think it's going to be intriguing to see where he ends up. You're his agent, Scott. Are you telling him to play football? Telling him to play baseball? I mean, you know he's got $4 million guaranteed from Oakland. Now, he has leverage. He could probably easily double, if not triple that, by saying, listen, you want me to play baseball? Give me $12 million guaranteed. I'll stay in the minor leagues, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, so if you're his agent, what are you telling him to do? He can get more money right away playing football. More money playing base, more money playing football, and it's his first love, he said. You know, he, he just happened on to playing baseball, and he happens to be good at it. Uh, you know, his heart's more into playing football. He can, he can make more money playing football. It's just it's less physically taxing to play baseball. But if if your heart's into playing football, I say go where your heart is. And where the money is. I obviously. would agree with you on most. I I just think, man, if you uh, if you can get that guaranteed money from Oakland, you so you can get them. You can use your leverage to get them to give you ten, twelve, uh, guaranteed, and you know you can play baseball. Uh, and you, baseball, your career's longer. You're not really risking your body as much here. Uh, I'm going. Assuming you he think probably you know couldn't you can play achieve baseball. the amount of the level of fame in football, baseball that he he can in football either. But can he achieve in football? Five nine, five ten, be unheard of. I mean, it would be unheard of. And he's not built big. If he's going to be a running quarterback, he's going to get destroyed. Uh, to me, he smells like Robert Griffin all over again. That he'd have to be carefully monitored, not to be uh, if, running if too much. If he does succeed, though, can you, can you imagine the kind of fame that he's going to achieve? At that agreed. height, oh, agreed. I, uh, I agree with you. I think there's more. I, up, think, I, I think, think there's dangerous. more upside in terms of his career and his his pro, his fame profile in, in playing football. 
And if he fails, he could always try to go play baseball. Uh, we never, that never works. Come on, what was the last baseball player we've seen who stayed out of it for a while? I mean, Tim Tebow was trying it now, and that's a joke. Uh, it just it doesn't work. He's already behind now in baseball. Most scouts will tell you he's about 800 at-bats behind where he should be. Right. So he takes a couple of years yeah, off. You're and right, over you're a couple right. thousand yeah, yeah. at-bats. You're right. It's hard to catch up. So it is, it's just enough. I, we all wish we had this choice to make. I would say <laughs> that we were that good an, uh, an athlete. I think what you said about football is true. I think it's his first love. I think that's where his immediate uh, success will come from. With baseball, will be more of a longer term thing. Uh, I just tend to look at things more, you know, taking care of your body, make sure you have a healthy career as far as that's everything the, you that's do. That's the only and advantage in the guaranteed eaten. money. But you know, this kid could be an instant star in the NFL, whereas in baseball, you know, he's going to ride the bus for a little while. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It'll be a couple of years minimum. In baseball and football, he could, I don't know about start next year, but it'll be probably pretty damn close depending on who ends up uh, taking yeah. him in the draft. He could, he could be starting so, within uh, a year, two years' time. He could become very famous, uh, but, you know, but just because he's unusual. And, uh, you know, the NFL is bigger than Major League Baseball. In two years, he could be a big star, where in two years, maybe he hasn't made really Major League debut yet. Let me throw out a scenario for you here. We've already heard the new uh, Cardinals coach, all right? Uh, Kingsbury said he would, uh, he would have taken Murray number one. He said this a while back. He's not going to take Murray number one this year. They're not going to do that. Yeah, as a but quarterback, yeah. They do have the, 30th, they do have the 33rd so. pick. What if they trade back into the first round? They go up to no, 33rd to 27, whatever it might be, and give up a third round pick to do that. How crazy would that be? I don't you, think, uh, I think it has no chance last of happening. Year. The Cardinals? Drafting yeah, no him? chance of happening. No chance of happening. I think I think King- Kingsbury came in with the understanding with that organization, which makes all the personnel decisions, and he still leads heavily on, on Steve Keim, that he was brought in to basically point Josh Rosen in the right direction. So I, I believe there's no chance that they do something like that. I just not, I would agree with you. It's just, it's just fun to, to think about here that if uh, the opportunity arises, if you know if Murray's still there at the thirty third pick overall, but you don't even have to trade up for him, uh, is he worth taking uh, there? Uh, I just think it's fun for me to think about the uh, the permutations. It's fun, that but I, I think Listen, it's less heard, than zero chance of happening. I think. I know less than zero. I'm going to less than five percent. I'm not going to say uh, zero. I don't think anything's impossible. I say I say no chance in today's NFL. I'll give it five percent. Actually, I'll give three percent. So, so uh, unlikely to happen. But I, I'm, I am curious uh, as to what's going uh, to happen here. I think this is a weird NFL draft, Scott, because you know the first three teams already have quarterbacks. Generally, that's what the, everything is—they're jockeying for the quarterback here. All right, but San Fran, Jets, uh, Cardinals—they already drafted one. So, or, or they in San Fran's case, they have Garoppolo. So, I wonder: Are we going to see a lot of trading up? And are their quarterbacks, you know, from what I'm hearing, these quarterbacks aren't uh, necessarily franchise guys here, but still teams are going to have to take their chance on them. You mentioned you think Haskins is going number five to Jacksonville. Giants need a quarterback at six. But they may have to trade up or teams may hop up over them. You know, I'm also curious to see what is Oakland. I mean, John Gruden says he believes in Carr, blah, 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 blah. Well, money where his mouth is now. Does he believe in Derek Carr? So I think it's going to be a very interesting NFL draft in April. Yeah, the Raiders are a team that may take a quarterback like after the first round, I think. It wouldn't shock me because I, I don't think I don't think Gruden is sold on Carr. Even though Carr got better in the second half, but really with no weapons here. Which brings me to Le'Veon Bell, Scott. Where's he going? Who's he signing with? 
It's Le'Veon Bell signing with teams that really need a running back. In my estimation, or I think Tampa Bay could really use a running back. They have a lot of cap. Uh, they don't have a lot of cap room, though. That's the problem. They it's, don't. The, no. The Jets have a lot of cap room, but they're. Does Le'Veon Bell want to go there? Because maybe they're close to winning a few years from now, but they aren't right now. Uh, Oakland has a lot of cap room, but I don't think he wants to be part of a rebuilding process. Indianapolis already has. Does Marlon. anybody want to sign with Oakland? I, I think Oakland's like a think place, like, like like where Mark Ingram or Tevin Coleman or somebody like that could go, and those guys are free agents. Yes, but uh, no, a secondary guy. I. Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell, like you hear Indianapolis, uh, but they already have Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. I think Houston's going to move on from Lamar Miller. I think that's a great spot. Yeah, I think with the, I think Bell has proven he's, he's going wherever the most money is. I think he wanted to win. He just would have stayed with Pittsburgh and signed the contract they offered him. I, I, I don't think Bell's going to get the contract he thinks he's going to get. I think uh, quite a few things have hurt him this year, including James Conner having, having a great a year, year off. in that system as well. I'm not so sure that's a great thing. You know, that's something else doesn't always work out well for players. But uh, I'm just curious to see what kind of contract he's going to get. It was, is it going to be anywhere near worth taking the year off and you know, pretty much stuffing $14 million and, um, and burning it, which uh, is something I certainly would, would have never done. So uh, the Carter situation to proves, too, though, and the Philip Lindsay situation proves that teams don't have to spend a ton of money for a running back, even though Agreed. Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell is a superstar talent. But I, I think Houston's like a really good, a nice landing spot. Uh, Philadelphia, I think, makes it another ideal landing spot, too. But they, they really would have to clear a lot of cap room. I like your Houston. I like your Houston pick. I think that uh, that would be a nice landing spot here. Anyway, uh, listen, I've had a great time. Three hours, Scott. Uh, thank you so much for filling in for no problem. the sick, the ill, the under the weather, Cam Stewart. Uh, Scott, we do wish Cam feels better, don't we? You can't believe Cam's coming down to New York next weekend, so uh, hopefully he's healthy by then. This has been Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz for Scott Angle. Thank you, everybody. Sean Angle behind the glass, doing a great job with his music. Everybody's working for the weekend, although I am no longer working. Scott's no longer working. We are off the rest of the day, and neither one of us is watching the Pro Bowl. If you are watching it, have a great time. Weekend Fantasy Updates with George Curtin, Scott Angle. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week.